Tag Tuesday. Here we are. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And you're listening to Two Average Girls. You know. You know what you tuned in for. If they didn't. Surprise! You're so excited. (laughs) So exciting. We're going to take you on a ride that you're not going to forget. I guess. (laughs) Wow, you really... I sold it. You sold it, and now I'm a little worried. And you didn't buy it. I was like looking at you, like, what are we doing? I know. She was concerned. Listen, just play along. Just go, yes, that's right. That's right. Okay. Today is our weird news segment. Do you want to start with the shock? I don't have any shock and awe today, I don't think. Okay. Some of my stuff is a little quaint. Some of it is just feel good. Some of it is, oh my gosh. That sounds adorable. I have a, <laughs> I have kind of a gross one. You want me to start with yes, it? Okay. Let's start with something gross. Let's start with gross. And I have to give a shout out to our contributor who sent me this. Ooh, who is You that? may know her. Hmm. Her name is Jacqueline Cooper. Oh, Jacqueline Cooper. I do know her pretty well. I just want to say that I think it's great that she will slide me weird news and not her mother (laughs) she does not (laughs) offer it to me Uh, so here we go this is direct from jack cooper thanks jack jack all right this is a story about dr fukushi masi cha i'm not gonna say that name anymore because i know i'm not saying it right sorry doctor i'm just so white when you say that it's really fun it's cute i'm just gonna call him the doctor his nickname is the skin collector okay so gross if you haven't seen the movie silence of the lambs it's Mm -hmm. time it's Mm -hmm. only been what 30 years 40 years (sighs) go see it because uh you know, there's a skin collector in that movie, too. I don't want to give it away if you haven't seen it yet. All right. So the doctor was a man of unique taste and passion with a love for preserving the art of tattooing in a most unexpected way. He was a human skin collector who spent decades traveling the world in search of the most beautiful and meaningful tattoos, and then he would add them to his collection. As a young man, the doctor worked at a charity hospital in Tokyo which mainly helped the poorer and lower class folks and at the time these classes were largely the kind of people who were also getting tattooed and in Japan those people were gangsters they were construction workers and other sort of day laborers this was before it was as artistic as it is now you know there's a real art bend it's changed I mean before my grandfather was the only person that I knew Mm -hmm. who had a tattoo right and he was in the he was in the military the military right during like Pearl Harbor days like that's why he got it he was in, in the navy that was it that was the only reason and they were you know I remember seeing them on his arm and they were all like They weren't good. They weren't good. And they were all like spread out a little bit because you're not supposed to get sun on them. And, you know, they just didn't look great. Yeah, they weren't great. So that's sort of what started his fascination and interest in tattoos. He even paid for some people to get full body suits or to finish an already existing work on the condition that then he could have their skin when they died. So what does that mean exactly? Like you go in, you're dead, you go to the mortuary and they skin you yeah they remove the skin and uh, he has a way of preserving it uh, yeah i saw pictures of this and uh-huh. i i don't know it's kind of like you and cannibalism oh no Mm-mm. 
it's just it takes it beyond to a place of like Ugh. i know i can't do it i it, this is rough stuff it really is the doctor had an appreciation for the cultural significance of the tattoos and believed that they were a powerful form of self-expression that deserved to be preserved for future generations. So I kind of appreciate what he's Can doing. Can you just take a picture? Apparently not. His collection was an eclectic mix of tattoos from traditional Japanese, as well as the full body tattoo, uh, which is seen on the Yakuza members. Now, that's the very famous gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Uh, to the modern tattoos from renowned artists, artists that every kind of, if you're into the tattoo culture, you would know who these artists are. Uh, the doctor's collection was not only an aesthetically pleasing glimpse into the world of tattooing, Denise. That's aesthetically pleasing. People like to want to see it, but also a powerful reminder of our shared humanity. His passion for preserving these tattoos helped keep the memories of individuals who wore them alive. And it was a true tribute to the art of tattooing. Today, his collection is in a museum in Tokyo. Over 105 tattooed body suits are in this collection. Oh, I don't know if I could go watch, see that. They're preserved pretty well. I'm seeing pictures. The fact, did you ever see that, um... That exhibition that kind of comes through town every few years called, I think it's just called The Body, and you see the insides of a body. Yes. Yeah. I went to that in Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really cool. It's very cool. This has that same feel to it. It's Mm -hmm. less, it sounds kind of gross and and morbid, but then when you see the pictures of it, the way that they have preserved. I saw that, but just the same, I know, I saw it. The premise for me Mm -hmm. is that it was on somebody's body and it was taken off. And now it's sitting there. Well, and they they signed a waiver. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, why don't we just take a picture and everyone will be Everyone happy. can appreciate the picture? Yes. Everyone well, can af- appreciate the picture. Well, the doctor doesn't think that. No. He doesn't I, think I, that way. I get it. I, I, I guess. I don't get it. I just under... I, I get what you're saying. I just... Uh, yeah. So, essentially, if this comes as a traveling museum piece to Las Vegas, I, you're not going to go see it? I don't think I would. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm on my own then. I would. I'm not saying I wouldn't. You know, I, my you're motto just, is I'll try anything twice. So I mean, you're going to be at the Thunder Down Under instead. <laughs> you know me, Magic Mike. Here we come. <laughs> All right, your turn. Yeah. Well, since you're talking about dead people, <laughs> I just thought this would be a good segue. I wasn't sure where I was going to put this in, or even if I was going to share this, because I usually have enough that we can either use them or not. Right. And um, so the headline reads this, another funeral home discovers woman presumed dead, <gasps> still alive. How does this happen? I know. I, another one. Like, And then you're like, what? <sighs> so I had seen this original story of this 83-year-old woman who was found breathing after her body arrived at a New York funeral home. She was 83? She's 80. I saw that story at, in, in the original place. Um, and then I found it again um, at another, on another AP, at the AP yeah. site. AP News. AP News sure. site. And this was the headline, which was another woman, mm. another person was discovered. So they weren't showing the two together. But this was in Miller Place, New York. An 82-year-old woman was pronounced dead at a New York nursing home but found to be breathing three hours later at the funeral home where she was taken. The woman was presumed dead at, at Water's Edge Rehab and Nursing Center at Port Jefferson on Long Island at 11.15 a.m. Oh. on Saturday. Oh. 
The woman, whose name was not released, was taken to O.B. Davis Funeral Homes in Miller Place at 1.30 p.m. She was discovered breathing at 2.09 p.m. No. (laughs) No. The apparent premature declaration of death occurred days after a continuing care home in Iowa Mm -mm. was fined $10,000 over a similar incident. Oh. Oh, so this is kind of their habit. This is what they do. Well, this is in Iowa. That was in New York. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, so the uh, Iowa people mm. said, "Okay, pain and suffering for the family who presumed their loved one dead," oh my and then found out this is really bad. Authorities in Iowa said the 66-year-old woman was declared dead on January 3rd at the Glen Oaks Alzheimer's Special Care Center in Urbandale, where she was receiving hospice care. Now. My heart was, oh, good. She was in a facility for Alzheimer's. She didn't probably understand or know. The woman was placed in a body bag. <gasps> I know. <laughs> I get claustrophobia thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of like one of my, it's not a fear, but when you think about this, it kind of goes to the place of like, holy crap. If that happened to you, would you freak out? Mm-hmm. She was placed in a body bag and taken to the Acony Funeral Home and Crematory, where workers found that she was breathing Mm-mm. and called 911. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're in the funeral home? Okay, so I'm going to take it back, way back. And okay. this is such a weird story. But when I was a young woman at church, we had a leader who was over our beehive group. The beehives are the youngest group in the young women's group. They're 12 to 14. They were, they took us to, we were having a meeting for like um, your presidency meeting. Okay. And the woman who was our leader also ran, helped her husband run the local mortuary. Okay. No, I don't like this at all. So I would go, we would go because they lived above it. Here in Orange Orange, Right by the library. (gasps) Oh. Uh huh. I don't really know what that's called. I know that mortuary. Okay, I don't know why that's so shocking to like. That's the that's where I would go. I went there and it was wait for for meetings for like Wednesday night. No, not for Wednesday night meetings. But we would have we had meetings at her house. Okay, for whatever it was we were doing, and that it was above the mortuary. It was above the that was their home. And so I I don't know from an early age because I was exposed to that literally, and she made it. I don't remember the conversations. I don't remember anything other than us asking questions about it, getting answers that made sense, and actually going downstairs Mm -hmm. and seeing bodies. Oh. Oh. I remember doing that, which is probably totally against the law. I was going to say, you can't just do that. Well, we did. Okay. And I just remember thinking, I wasn't afraid of it. It didn't freak me out. Yeah. It didn't. And possibly because I'm religious and I believe that there's a before, a during, now, and and an afterlife, and that that body there is not an actual person. I was able to, at that age, understand and justify that. Like I could get, I got it. Okay. But (laughs) now I'm putting myself in the place of the mortuary. You're in there and you're getting ready to, I don't know, get the body ready for cremation you're getting the body ready for burial well you have to embalm it and you have to embalm it which you're for sure you're dead once you're in the body bag once you're embalmed it's over yeah no there's no coming back from that 
So they have her in the body bag. So the body bag was the transport version yes. of mm-hmm. this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they transport her. They get her there to the funeral mm-hmm. home. Unzip that big zipper. Mm-hmm. And they detect it. There's yeah. some movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh. it says she was returned to hospice care. Oh, she was on. I mean, she was. She was She dying. wasn't doing well. So that was January 3rd. On okay. January 5th, she passed away. She. Yeah. Are we sure? Yeah. Okay. That's for sure. The second time <laughs> is a charm. She really was passed at that point. Oh. So the New York case has been referred to the state attorney general's. This is the Iowa case okay. that was what they yeah, found yeah, her. Different one. But that w- for investigation and an email seeking comment was sent to the nursing home mm. where a, a person who answered the phone there on Monday hung up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great response. <laughs> Perfect. Officials at the at the funeral home told Newsday on Sunday, out of the respect for and privacy and confidentiality for families, we are we are honored to serve. We are not in the position to comment after further on this matter basically they don't want to get in any more trouble i that's probably just keep your mouth shut Mm -hmm. you made a huge mistake Mm -hmm. let's just move on yeah no comment is the is the word but here's the thing in order to get the bodies from these facilities to a uh a funeral home mortuary mortuary, Mm -hmm. they have to get them transported that's why you put them in the bag i'm assuming though that people check that no well, I mean, I don't mean to come to, to, to the defense of people who aren't doing their job very well, but the people at the care home said, we've lost Mildred. Mm-hmm. Can you please come get her? That's not really her name. We just made that I up. I just made that up. Yeah. Sorry. Um, what is her name? I'm so sorry. I don't sorry. know. They didn't say it. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I thought I don't want to insult her further. It's no, bad I know. Enough. I know. Um, so the mortuary really is going based on what the right. what the care home is telling them, which is she's passed. Right. So it's the onus is not on that. <laughs> Right. So they just bag her up and put her in. No, I get it. I'm I just mean, saying maybe the process needs to be since these are the two we heard about. I'm just oh, assuming that this might happen don't. more often than we want to believe. Do you remember <laughs> back not that long ago, it was pre-quarantine, there was a there was a haunted house here in town. And I know every every town has this type of haunted house. Well, was yeah. it a real haunted house or was it suspected to be haunted? No, it was a Halloween. Oh, so they We're set it setting up. up. Yeah, okay. A got haunted it. house. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I wasn't clear with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had to sign a waiver Oh, to get into this. I don't do that. Don't either. But I had students who didn't have a problem doing it. And one of the things that happened once they entered was... Mm-hmm lights are out and they don't know what they're doing and then they're blindfolded and then they wake up in a coffin yeah that's not happening (laughs) i'm just saying it's praise on if it's going to present itself in a haunted house someone who has put that house together has said what's the scariest thing that can happen Mm -hmm. being buried alive yes yes. that's top five things that can happen it really is i mean you know when you watch movies and and back in the day like i'm watching uh, something called jamestown right now on PBS. What it's, is that about? It's about it's about the the Virginia settlement oh. in 6 in the 1600s oh. when they first when England first sent people the settlers over to basically conquer America. Okay. And Jamestown, they sent a bunch of men over there yeah. for 12 years. Anyway, if you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix right now. Mm. I mean, the first 3 seasons on there. I'm not really sure my my kids turned me on to it cuz they know I love that kind of stuff. Anyway, what I'm saying is Things were so primitive back in the day mm-hmm. that you could like stop breathing mm-hmm. and they could easily bury you alive well, I guess because they, they got rid of you fast because sure. there was no embalming. 
There no. was, let's get rid of you. Right. You could get buried alive. Well, that's that's why there's a term. Yes. And dead ringer. <laughs> that's the bell in the coffin. Oh, it is? They set up oh, a system. Yeah. That's how many people were being buried alive, that they set up all these systems. There was some sort of, not a trumpet, but like a breathing tube. And if you woke up in the coffin, you would... And I forgot about there's that. all kinds of systems in place before embalming because it was happening. Oh, gosh. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Oh. I mean, now, but now that we're in this day and age, Please. maybe somebody else check the, you know, the, the, the guy <laughs> at the nursing home who probably is making minimum wage. He is. And who's doing the job. It's really doing the Lord's work when you're working with elderly with Alzheimer's. Oh, yeah. That's very hard. hard. Very hard work. Let's just make sure that he is getting checked or she is getting checked on her work. Yeah, there needs to be another I'm set just of saying. eyes. <laughs> this seems, seems you know, like a good check idea. Check a pulse. Uh, <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny, Why am I but laughing? I'm saying that because God forbid that would be one of our loved ones or you or I. It can't it just can't be that common. No. Well, I'm just saying there's two It's happened twice. <laughs> it's happened twice and they're finding I'm assuming the Iowa thing that's might not be the first time this has happened there mm. and the ten thousand dollar fine could have been a shot across the bow for everyone to hear yeah you do this stuff it's going to cost you some money I, don't be reckless i'm sorry as it should <laughs> i'm not litigious but come on i'm not about just finding people to find people but I, as a family of those people i would like to <laughs> take that ten thousand dollars and spend it on the funeral that actually happened two days later uh, it yeah. happened eventually so there's that yeah okay now this one speaks to my heart just a bit because it's got oprah oh in it i love a oprah. little bit little, little touch of oprah but it's 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 a kid rock story oh do you know anything about kid rock i know my husband loves kid rock what yes what and, and i actually like his music too but i have to listen to it on the non-explicit which means there's only like three words per verse available because he cusses so much there's a lot of f-bombing and he's stuff he's like just that. really i mean he's really he is what he is i mean but his music is great no, he's he is. really one of the people no he is he's a man of the people well this is a story actually from 2022, but it kind of spoke to me, as I said. He is super conservative. He's from the Michigan area. Uh -huh. I don't know specifically if he's from Detroit or what, but he's all about- I think he's from Detroit. Middle America. Sure. You know, just loving the USA, which I dig, okay? I dig it too, because yeah. we've forgotten what it's like to be Middle America. Well, he declared himself, I think you'll like this, mm -hmm. uncancelable. Oh, yeah. Because you can't cancel someone who doesn't care. Is oh, the, is I the love point. that. I love that. I, I'm putting words. Because cancel culture has got to go. That's what Kid Rock is saying. I um, love it. In a clip from Tucker Carlson tonight, oh. Kid Rock told Carlson that he cannot be canceled because he doesn't give a blank. He, does, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Doesn't care. I'm not in bed with any big corporate things. This is a quote from Kid Rock. I'm not in bed with any big corporate things. At the end of the day, there's nobody I'm beholden to. No record company. No corporate interest. Nothing. You can't cancel me. And I love it when they try. <laughs> yeah. So in the interview, uh, which as I said, happened last year in, 20, in March of 2022, you can get online and just do a quick search for it and find this interview if you're interested. He released his 12th studio album and it was called bad reputation so a song from the album called don't tell me how to live premiered in november 
with a music video so stylized and over the top that Weird Al Yankovic had to clarify that it wasn't one of his parody videos. <laughs> this is this is what Kid Rock does. It's amazing. To everybody that's congratulating me right now on my new Kid Rock parody song, well, let me just clarify. That's not me. It's actually Kid Rock. Oh, that's hilarious. It's so fun. So in January of 2022, he released, Kid Rock released an inflammatory single called We the People where he literally, now, this, I'm not going to get explicit, but just so you know, this is Kid Rock. He literally gives the finger mm-hmm. in his video to everyone from Dr. Fauci to okay. mainstream media, yep, tech companies. Perfect. And the vaccine. Oh, there you go. Denise's favorite thing to give the finger to. <laughs> the chorus. All of those things. The chorus evokes the phrase, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> and during this interview with Tucker Carlson, uh, Kid Rock wore a hat that I've seen him wear before, and it just says, we the people on it. You know, I appreciate people from both sides of the aisle. I really, I, I. I really do. I, I can listen to anybody on either side. Right. I love a madman who's like, go ahead, try and cancel me. He hearkens back to, and you oldies will know who I'm talking about, Ted Nugent. Oh, yeah. That madman of Motor City. He yep. was from Detroit, yep. Michigan. And my brothers, who uh, I've said before, older than I am and were huge Ted Nugent fans. This is Ted Nugent mm-hmm. for our generation. Yes. So rock on, Kid Rock. Rock on. You know, I was... Just this weekend, I had the television on. I was just getting my housework done. Yeah. And I turned on the Pamela Anderson documentary. Oh, how and is it's that? Called, I, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I, I like to watch these documentaries because if they're put on by the people themselves, usually they tell a story that we they want us to hear. Right. And maybe it's manipulated, right. whatever. But I also think it's it's something that they can do that's it they're in control of and we get to see a glimpse of who they are at least who they want us to believe they are and it's usually the opposite of what we've heard yes so that's one of the reasons i wanted to watch it first it got me in because she was completely no makeup on she was sitting there being real Mm -hmm. and she's 55 years old i looked i looked her yep i looked her up she is one of the most beautiful women I mean, she just is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Whether you like her style, her over-the-top va-va-voom kind of look, yep. um, she was sexualized and and whatever. But the reason I'm saying this is, I think it's worth a watch. Mm-hmm. I have respect for her, and I feel like she was exploited. That she was. was my op- opinion. She was. She was exploited. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. But she married Kid Rock, mm-hmm. which she's been married like four or five times. Uh, and I've forgotten that she had married Kid Rock. It was short-lived, and it, it was. wasn't great. It wasn't, and she doesn't really go into too much detail about anything of why. It wasn't a tell-all video. It was really a chronicling of her, who she was, Mm -hmm. and how she got there. The Kid Rock portion of that just Mm -hmm. reminded me, like, wow, he's been around, and so is she. Oh, man, yeah, for for real. I I get what you're saying, though, about those kinds of um, autobiography-type deals, because, yeah, there probably is a point to what she's saying and it's her point, but she gets to control the narrative. It's her. Finally. Yeah, it's her story. At least a little bit. Okay, I'm going to switch it up to something pretty adorable and heartwarming. Oh, is there a dog? There's no dog. Okay. But it involves a lot of food, which I knew you'd be appreciative of. give it to me. So Michigan man says son six Mm -mm. ordered $1,000 in food from Grubhub. (gasps) (laughs) $1,000! 
made me laugh just the headlines because no. well first of all are you a big Grubhub or Uber Eats person I, I will do that on occasion yeah yeah I've I never love done it. it once oh, really you've never had them just never deliver? now my office has had it done yeah and I've said okay just it's cheaper to have them go do it than everyone leave their places and go do it yeah I have never personally ordered anything my oh, yeah. kids do it daily like, oh really that generation yeah is that I've always kind of been like if I'm too lazy to go out of the house because where I live is so close to a lot of food that it's like a mile away. If I can't get into my car and drive a mile, Mm -hmm. I don't deserve to eat. That's kind of my thing. Wow, you have a real strong opinion for yourself. Here's my thing. I kind of don't really want people handling my food. There is a moment where you don't know who's touched it. Well, you don't know what's happened, and I've heard stories. But I digress on this. Everyone can't be bad. I know, but we watch a lot of bad stuff, and we listen to a lot of bad stuff, and we report on a lot of weird stuff. Don't ruin my Grubhub delivery. I'm sorry, but a Michigan man says he was left with a $1,000 bill after his six-year-old son ordered a virtual smorgasbord of food from several restaurants last weekend, (laughs) leading to a string of unexpected deliveries and maybe... A string a starring role in an ad, an upcoming ad campaign. Put that kid to work immediately. Seriously. Yeah. The six-year-old knows how to work the he knows phone. What's up. Um, it says Keith Stonehouse said the food piled up quickly at his Detroit area home Saturday night after he let his son Mason use his cell phone to play a game before bed. Well, Mason. Mm-hmm. He said the youngster instead used his father's Grubhub account to order food from one restaurant after another. Oh, many restaurants then, not yep. just. Oh. <laughs> it's not like he just stumbled on the Grubhub. He yeah. knew. He knew how to do he it. He knew. He must have known how. Well, the boy's mother, Kristen Stonehouse, told the Associated Press on Thursday that Grubhub had reached out to the family and offered her a thousand dollar gift card. Yeah, that's Aww. good. That's good karma right there, yeah. Grubhub. Now I'm, I'm, I'm. You're on board. I'm, I'm on board a okay. little bit more. The company also is considering using the family in an online promotional campaign. She do said. It. Do it. Grubhub off officials did not immediately respond to a message from the AP seeking comment. Keith Stonehouse said he was he was alone with his son. Way to go, Dad. Well. While the wife was out at the movies with her friends. Sure. When Mason ordered jumbo shrimp. Huh? Jumbo shrimp. Now, the kids got a good taster. Oh, but this is Michigan. Do you want Detroit shrimp? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Jumbo shrimp. Yeah. Salads. Shawarma. Shawarma. Uh-huh, and chicken pita sandwiches. Chili what? fries. What? And other foods that one Grubhub driver after another delivered to the Chesterfield townhouse home. So he went into all these different restaurants. So from Derwiner Schnitzel, we're going to get some chili fries. And yep. then from Bubba Gump Shrimp. We're yes. t- <gasps> Keith, the father, said this is like a um, something out of a Saturday Night Live <laughs> scene. Like uh, really, like Saturday Night Live is so unfunny now. They might want to take a little bit of a... <laughs> Take Mason's advice yeah, and take do something it, funny. Use, use this into something you can add. Yeah. He added, I don't really find it funny yet. Oh, dad is no. not amused. Okay. But I can laugh with people a little bit. It's a lot of money and it kind of came out of nowhere. Well. So he didn't have the thousand no. extra dollars to buy shrimp cocktail from Detroit no. on his son's Grubhub <laughs> splurge. Keystone House said his son ordered food from so many different places that Chase Bank sent him a fraud alert declining a $439 (gasps) tab order from Happy's Pizza. Ooh, that's a lot of pizza. (laughs) But Mason's 
$183 order of Drumbo shrimp from the same restaurant. So oh. the shrimp's coming from a pizza parlor. Strike two. Again, not really a selling point. <laughs> it went through and arrived at the family's home. <gasps> so did Keith, the dad, find out about this because he got the fraud alert from his bank? He's like, wait, what is Well, this? I think he started getting deliveries and oh. probably started figuring out what's going on. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he got the fraud alert mm. after it went through and the food hadn't come yet. Yeah. So he's probably trying to figure this out. It's like right. 10 o'clock at night now, you know, right? Yeah. Like everyone's delivering food. He said he took the arrival of a few orders of food from him to realize that what was going on. Okay. Like he's it. like, maybe this is, maybe this is my lucky night. Well, maybe my wife ordered on the way home from the movie. Yeah. There's like, a couple things it could be. Yes. Sure. By that time, there was nothing he could do to stop the orders from coming. Oh. Kristen, the wife, told the AP that Mason is extremely intelligent and has been reading since he was two and a half years old. Yeah. Well, Mason. Mason's a good boy. Mason. He's very smart, and he's not your average six-year-old. Apparently, he's ordering shrimp cocktail. Okay? (laughs) Most kids are going to be ordering, like, I don't know, chicken fingers and fries, right? He's very bougie, this Mason. (laughs) She said her husband had just used the Grubhub app on his phone to order dinner before she left, and it probably left the app open. Yeah. She said that her son took the phone, hid it in the basement, and proceeded to order his feast. Mason, he knew what he, he knew. Doing. He knew what he was doing. Well, first of all, Dad, he's in the basement. Where are you? Well, he's watching some TV and eating his chicken fingers. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Got to pay attention. <laughs> Although I have given my lap, my laptop, and my my um ipad ipad to my grandkids yeah and anything can happen yes like they're on there and i i only do the free downloads for any yeah, games right, and stuff and right. all of a sudden they'll be like dd can i buy this and i'm like hey give me that and all of a sudden you know <laughs> they're trying to get the coloring oh. the coloring app that doesn't include it in the yeah. price of free so <clears throat> she said i don't think he really grasped the concept at first um, to drive the point home, she and her husband opened up Mason's piggy bank and pocketed the $115 he had gotten for his birthday in November, yeah. telling him that the money would go to replenish their accounts. That didn't seem to phase him. Oh. Well, he's six. He doesn't understand. The concept of money is, it I've doesn't. got some, what big deal? Right. What am I going to do with it? Right. He's never had to, like, you know, actually buy his own dinner. Apparently Then not. he found a penny on the floor and he said he could start all over again. Oh. Mason. Again, a penny, 115 bucks. It's all the same to him. Yeah. He's smart, but he's still six, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. six. Yeah. Um, he said most of the food went into the family's refrigerator. He also invited some neighbors over to eat some of it. Yeah. So that's good. Um, he said he's heard of things like this happening to other parents, but not at this level that he experienced it this week weekend. He recommends making sure important apps are not readily available for children to click on. This is Keith. Uh-huh. Okay. When they're using the parent's phone. And he's also changing his password. Good idea. So. You might want to keep an eye on Mason. <laughs> he's got some this stuff. This is a gateway. <laughs> this is a gateway to other other well, apps and other uh, things that could happen. A shopping addiction, maybe? Okay. On to my next story. Yes. I just want to preface this by saying my family and extended family have a little bit, not an obsession, that's too much of a statement, <laughs> have an interest in Bigfoot and Yetis. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, now, since you said an interest, yeah. tell me what that means. There's two groups of people in my family, those that are calling total BS on the whole situation. like Warren Owens? Ann Owens. Oh, you too. I don't believe in Yeti or Bigfoot. And then there's other members of the family who are like, 
Well, I'm not going to say he doesn't exist. But that would be me. <laughs> That's kind of that middle of the road. I don't think he exists, no. but I'm not going to say never because right. I have seen weird go down and I just, I'm telling you, this could be one of those things. It could be. We're not going to leave that out. What about a UFO? Uh, that's a whole Loch Ness monster? Listen, I've been to Loch Ness. Uh-huh. He doesn't exist. I can tell you why people think he does. The I'm just saying. No. I'm just saying. Once you go to Loch Ness, Scotland, and you look into that lake, mm -hmm. you realize that I can see why people think they've taken photos of the Loch Ness Monster. It's a very skinny lake. It's very, yeah. very deep. And it's windy. And so you get these weird wave formations. Right. And you're like, wait, that's not a wave. <laughs> that's da that's, that's him. That's Nessie. That's Nessie. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so, saying there's oddities in the yeah. world. I've seen humans that I didn't believe were real. Existed. And they exist. Look at that. I'm just saying. No, I, there's definitely... I'm going to leave my uh, mind open. But... I'm open. I'm open to it. Okay. Uh, but I don't believe it. Now, I have a sister-in-law, and I hope this isn't breaking any HIPAA rules, but she <laughs> she works up in Oregon. HIPAA is... Healthcare. Healthcare. Okay. She's in the healthcare industry. Okay. Oh, then it could be. And she's had a person or two come into a place where she works and talk to her directly about having seen a Yeti oh. that has like come to her window oh and maybe gone through her yard more than once and it's this woman's not having a psychotic break she believes, believes what she saw it's like well it could be a bear no it's not it could be a it man walked in like a, suit. a man it could be a man in a suit it could be a really hairy druggie that's all i'm saying you're in i mean you're in the pacific northwest anything can happen true so anyway maybe, maybe she is on drugs who the lady yeah no, oh, that wouldn't surprise anyone. No. no, I'm just saying. But there, there are sightings in areas like that, and I mean, who am I to say? So we're going to take this to Oklahoma. However, uh, a day out fishing for catfish in the South Canadian River in Oklahoma turned into a murder investigation after a man claims that Bigfoot forced him to kill his fishing partner and oh, friend. <laughs> Listen, now we're that's a stretch. Listen, Larry Sanders, who's 53 years old. I will show you a picture of this guy, and if you were to guess his age, I don't think it would be 53. Oh, no. Larry's Larry. lived a little bit of a rough life. Yeah, he's seen some things. He's, and they might be Yetis. Um, <laughs> I, I, would, I would assume that he did not see the Yeti. This is Larry's story to tell. Okay. 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 He's been charged with first-degree murder after admitting first to a family member and later to police that he killed his fishing partner, a man named Jimmy Knighton, mm. who... Larry claims wanted him dead by the hand of the mythical monster Bigfoot. Noodling, which is a type of fishing, is a very popular fishing technique used in the southern states to catch fish by just sticking one's hand in its oh, mouth. yes. Oh, gosh. You know how I, that's done? I knew that. When you said the word noodling, I'm like, why do I know that word? Can you imagine this? No, we should do it. We should we should look into this. this it's so weird. It's and weird. So you don't have a fishing pole. You don't have anything. You're just using your hand. So the local sheriff said that uh, Sanders appeared to be under the influence of something when he told the police <laughs> that he had struck, strangled, and then drowned his friend. It was legit. He was going all the way. Um, his statement was that his friend had summoned Bigfoot to come out and kill him, so he had to, to kill his friend first. Okay? Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know... A confession, according to the sheriff, a confession is always easier, but the difficulty comes in trying to in trying to find the victim's body. 
which had floated on the river currents and was not discovered until two days later. Ugh. Yeah. So um, uh. they arrested the man on an outstanding warrant. So he had warrants already, but this time they charged him with murder only after the body was found. No body, no, no murder. They found his body <laughs> downriver. And um, so, and according to the sheriff, there, we still have to prove that there were elements of a crime. Um, and that what the suspect is telling us is what actually happened. So they still have to prove, even though there's kind of a confession, sure. like they still have to prove that he strangled him, drowned him. Oh, so, um, anyway, they're going to push for the death penalty if he's found guilty in this well, case. It's Oklahoma. They don't mess. They don't mess. But Bigfoot did. Too bad he didn't do that here because then he could get away with it. Oh, he'd be back out on the street. Oh, for sure. Now, I'm still on the noodling. <laughs> That's the biggest part of the story that I got. For That's this more thing. important than the Bigfoot summoning and the murder and the... Well, okay. he's on drugs and he's a cuckoo. Let's switch gears completely. Sometimes <laughs> we end up doing the same kind of bits, you know, and sometimes we don't. Um, but I'm going to go with this one okay. um, because I think it's pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Do you like... Did you... I Like might be a the wrong word but did you admire or like steve jobs what did you think about him i appreciated everything he did because he he's the king of he was technology. a pioneer he was pioneer um how much would you appreciate steve jobs would you spend two hundred and eighteen thousand dollars on something he wore never is it a black turtleneck it's not his glasses nope no those, those glasses would go way it's not his underwear Ew. Well, we talked about underwear on here before. It was Hitler's underwear. We talked about that on one of our podcasts. And what What is it that's for sale? His Birkenstocks. No, never. Yes. No. His Birkenstocks last year in November of 2022, mm. um, they had been sold for $222 according to- $222? $222,000 okay. according to Julian's auctions. The California house where Steve Jobs co-founder Apple is a historic site. Okay. Jobs and Wozniak co-founded Apple in 1976 at Jobs' parents' house in Los Altos, California. Yeah, 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 yeah. In 2013, the property was named a historic landmark mm. by the Los Altos Historic Commission. Okay. Bay Area boys. There you go. And there's a picture here of Steve Jobs' sandals that were sold for 220000 Now, they're not as bad looking as I was expecting them to look. Oh, Birkenstocks are made to last. They really are. <laughs> and I think this is a selling point for Birkenstock. It should be. And I can see why people would feel, I would, I don't have that kind of money to spend on something like that. But I could see where this would be important. It's all about priorities. Listen, whatever you want to do with your money, I don't care. Well, I mean, just the whole but idea. The, the glasses, the turtleneck, and these Birkenstocks mean something. It's a lot. That's a that lot of money. That was his calling card right here. Yeah. And his feet touched those. Those feet pace that. They, I mean, they, they saw stuff, right? Like, it's that whole idea. So what you're saying is you understand purchasing the Birks? I do. Really? I didn't understand purchasing Hitler's underwear in any way, shape, or form. Sure. But I can understand that, yeah. Yeah. I can Interesting. understand it. I wouldn't, it's not my cup of tea it's no. not something i would do no we mm -hmm. have a friend who has i'm not going to say the largest one of the largest because i'm not sure uh private collections of muhammad ali memorabilia oh. in the world wow and he has pulled some of the stuff out and shown it to us and i gotta tell you it's cool it's amazing it's amazing his uh, a set of gloves that he used to warm up with before such and such a fight why does this person, do you know this answer? Maybe do or don't. Uh -huh. Why is this person so 
fond or obsessed or into Muhammad Ali? It started, I think, as sports memorabilia collecting because mm-hmm. those that kind of investment does grow mm-hmm. in worth. So it's a good investment in that you can resell it and you're probably going to resell it for more because there's always a market for some guy who wants sure. the athletes, whatever. I don't know that he was specifically obsessed with Muhammad Ali, but the the stuff sort of came online at a time when he could afford to invest mm-hmm. in it. And then the resale for Muhammad Ali stuff is pretty, the markup's pretty big. I think he sees it as a true yeah. investment. But I'm telling you, there there was, he brought stuff out like a stopwatch. Oh, uh, cool. You know, like a pair of boxer shorts, mm-hmm. you know, his boxing shorts, sure. not boxer shorts, right. but his shorts that he wore. Sure. Signed by him, signed by Sonny Liston, signed by, you know, different people. And it's like, I get it. Especially when you can turn around and make a hundred grand. Well, yeah. that, I, I see that's an investment. I was just curious as, was he a boxer? No. Was he, ha- did he have any affiliation with the Ali family at None. all? Okay. None at all. He's a lawyer from Texas. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I, I find it. I like to hear when people collect things yeah. because it means something to them. Yeah. And why does it mean something to you? Right. Okay. So that does it for this this installment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting very fancy. Of Weird News. We're glad you joined us. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We're Two Average Girls. We'll see you next time. Episodes of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aiden Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Freese.